Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And today is part two of our message called The Hands That Save. It comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of Geranesis. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man had lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him any more with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When Jesus, or when he saw Jesus, from a distance, he ran and fell to his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, Why do you want with me? Or what do you want with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? Swear to God that you will not torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he began to beg Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go to them or to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out of the man, and they went into the pigs. Now the herd of pigs was about 2,000 in number. They rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and they all drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the townspeople and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came... To Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged Jesus to go with him. And Jesus said to him, You cannot go with me. Go to your home, to your family, and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell those in his community how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this message. Lord, it, it is a tough message that we don't want to talk about demons much and possession, but Lord, as we read here, what you did for this man. Lord, we don't always understand all about this possession, but we do have the word that you called them out of the man. So, Lord, we ask that you give me words and wisdom 
as we learn about these healing hands, these hands that save. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. Now, we see that Jesus, yesterday, he calmed the winds and the waves. As we looked in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, and today, the second in the series is about the demon-possessed man. Now it says, they went across the lake region, and when Jesus got out of the boat, there was a man with an evil spirit that came from the tombs to meet him. This man had lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore. They couldn't, the chains would not hold him. He lived among the tombs, and he cried out night and day, and he cut himself with stones. We think about this man, and Jesus confronts it. He confronts the situation. He confronts the evil spirit in this man. Jesus came so that he could save this man. He could redeem this man. It does not say how the demons or what caused them to go into this man, but we do know that there was an evil spirit in this man. We don't know when that happened. We don't have a time frame as per se, because he is a man. But we know that the, the writer tells us that he lived among the tombs and in the hills surrounding the community. He lived in the graveyard. But Jesus knew what needed to be done. It says, when this man saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. And he shouted at the top of his voice. And we think about that and we think, you know, these demons knew who he was because the scripture tells us, what do you want with me? So this was the spirit, this evil spirit speaking through this man, and he called him Jesus, or Jesus, the Spirit referred to Jesus as the Son of the Most High God. So he knew who he was, and he knew what he could do, this evil spirit. But he says to him, swear to God that you will not torture me. It's kind of ironic. It says, for Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And we see that he gives Jesus this name. He says, my name is Legion, for we are many. We think about that. Now, later we find out that the herd of pigs numbered 2,000. So we think of Legion, how many spirits, or how many in this legion of these evil spirit dwelled in this man. This man lived in darkness. He lived among the tombs. But here Jesus was going to liberate him. Jesus was going to free him. But Jesus referred, asked the question, what is your name? And he said, legion. And they begged Jesus again and again not to send them away, not to send them out of the area. 
But just so happened there were a herd of pigs feeding on a hill, nearby hillside. So the demons, it's kind of weird, but they asked him, asked Jesus, said, send us into the herd of pigs and allow us to go into them. And he gave permission and the evil spirits came out of the man and went into the pigs. The herd was 2,000 in number. Now these pigs were not human. They were animals. So the animals would act like animals. The demons would have no control over them because they, they were animals and the animals knew the only thing they could do was they ran down a steep bank into the lake. They were trying to, to get away. But they all went over the side and drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off. So the people that were in charge of the 2,000 pigs saw what had happened. And they seen, and they reported to the town and the community around, and the people in the towns went out to see what had happened. I can imagine looking into the lake over this hillside or a cliff, whatever it may be, you know, all these pigs that were floating, that had drowned into the, into the lake. So it only verified the story. Think about it today. You know, it must have been something to see 2,000 pigs in this lake. We don't know how big the lake was, but we can imagine many of the pigs would be floating because they had drowned. But then when they came to Jesus, they saw this man. They knew the man. They knew him from what he would cry out and he lived among the tombs and the hillsides. He would cut himself. So they knew who he was. They knew this was the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. But he was sitting there next to Jesus. He was dressed he was in his right mind. It doesn't give a name for the man, but Jesus knew who he was. But then the people became afraid. You think they would be happy to see this man well? You think they would be happy to know that the legion, the demons were gone? But they were not. It says, the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. They did not want Jesus there. It seems like they were happy with the norm, with the way things were. We don't know much else about this village or this town or this region. But think about it today. We see that Jesus went to get into the boat. But the man, this nameless man that we, we only know him as a demon-possessed man, he was free, and he begged Jesus to go with him. 
But Jesus did not let him go. What did Jesus give him? He gave him a command. He says, go to your family. Go to your home. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. You know, God healed many, many people. God did many miracles. But God took time for individuals, as we're talking about. The next few messages, we'll talk about the woman with the issue of blood, and we'll talk about the daughter of Jairus. We'll learn about how Jesus took time for one person. But Jesus was showing the greatest miracle. He cast out the demons in this man. He redeemed this man. So the man went away. And he began to tell the people of his community, his family, his friends, people that knew who he was and the way he was. But now they were, they were amazed at what Jesus had done for him. All the people were amazed. It's amazing what Jesus can do for you and I. I think of this man, this demon-possessed man. God took time. Jesus took time to redeem him. How many people came to know the Lord as their personal Savior through this man's testimony? You know, I think of people's lives today where people are, are their life is such a mess. They've hit rock bottom. They've lost their friends. They've lost their family because of drug abuse or alcohol abuse or, or some other sin. They've been led astray. But I think about it when Jesus steps in. He uses you and I to be his hands, to be his feet, to share the good news, the message of hope with those less fortunate or those that are downtrodden, those that are castaways by society. I think about that today. When people's lives are redeemed from the pits of, of hell, what seems like hell on earth, drug abuse, alcoholism, gambling, all these kinds of things that can overwhelm a person. I think about it today. The Lord can redeem us from anything. Just like this man with the demon-possessed spirit, there was a reason why Jesus crossed over the lake. It was to remind us that no one is beyond the scope of salvation. No one is beyond these healing hands that save. Jesus took the time for this one man. Jesus takes the time for you and I today. So no matter what you're going through, where you've been, Jesus can redeem. Jesus can restore. 
all we have to do is just reach out and confess and believe and, and acknowledge Him. And He can save you. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this story today about this man. We don't know his name. We know he was possessed by the legion, this evil spirit. He lived among the tombs. Night and day, he would cry out. He would cut himself with stones. We see that he acknowledged who Jesus was. He went to him because he knew Jesus was going to do a miracle. This evil spirits knew Jesus was there for a reason. They even acknowledged him. They said, Jesus, you are the son of the most high God. And what did Jesus do? He cast, he says, come out of this man, you evil spirit. He commanded this legion to leave this man. To, Jesus redeemed this man. It was a total transformation of heart and life. This man knew who Jesus was once the demon possession left. He wanted to go with Jesus, but Jesus gave him a specific command. He says, go to your home, go to your family, and tell them what the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Jesus has mercy for you and I today. If you're going through a situation, you're living a lifestyle that's not it's not right. You're doing things that are contrary to the word of God. Jesus is calling. Acknowledge him as the son of God, the most high God. Confess whatever it is to, to the Lord. And he's quick to forgive. Just like this man, we don't know his name, but Jesus restored his heart and his life. It's a brief story, but it's a powerful story. It tells us that no one is beyond the scope of salvation. Even the worst or vilest offender is not beyond the scope of redemption. I'm reminded of the thief on the cross. The one, said, the one was cursing Jesus. The other acknowledged who he was. And Jesus told him, today you will be with me in paradise. Even hanging on a cross, Jesus was still extending his hand, these hands that would save and Jesus is still extending the hand for you and I today. Is extending to the world around us, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our families, to even total strangers that we meet for a short time on a bus or in a post office or in a doctor's office. 
each one of us that are Christians have the message of hope. We have the message of restoration. We should share it. Lord, we want to pray for those that don't know you as their personal savior, those that are going through trials and tribulations of their own hand or from extenuating circumstances. We pray for freedom. We pray, Lord, for liberation. We pray for those that are struggling with sin of one like or another, whether it be drugs or alcohol or gambling or whatever it may be. Help them to call out to you and you are quick to redeem. You are quick to restore. Lord, because no one is beyond the scope of salvation. Lord, people may not dress like we do. They might not talk like we do. They might not live like we do. But Lord, they're our brothers and sisters. Lord, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that this message rings so true in the world that we live today because people have an addiction to things. We pray, Lord, for that to be broken in Jesus' name. We pray for restoration. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. We look forward to joining you with another message of hope in our series, part three tomorrow on Wednesday. Thank, thank you for joining us. God bless. Have a great day. Pastor Doug Solomon.